0: This episode of the Your Twin Soul Journey podcast was originally posted to the Card Reading Queen YouTube channel. You can find the original episode by going to cardreadingqueen.com slash YouTube. Make sure you subscribe while you're there so we can stay connected. Hey, there, sovereigns. Monica Grace from cardreadingqueen.com here. Today's content is Twin Soul Telepathy, How to Know It's Not Just in Your Head. So I wanted to preface, um, some of my tips around this with a bit of background on my experience with telepathy and with, um, being psychic and that sort of thing. Um, so basically the reason, the reason I wanted to create this is because I have been pretty resistant to a lot of the experiences that I've had around telepathy and around um being psychic um especially when it comes to um really really when it comes to anything but also um around the twin soul journey specifically uh and I know so so the twin soul journey it is truly just an ascension journey um which is why I think that when I started going down the twin soul journey path, it really opened up, um, my gifts or like my ability to receive, um, some of these psychic messages or whatever else. Um, and that, you know, I, I've been pretty resistant to it, but it's also led to a ton of healing that has helped me move along on my twin soul journey in order to build my perfect relationship and my perfect life. Um, so (laughs) recently my, my close friend who is, um, she is also a very gifted channeler. Uh, she's a very gifted psychic and, um, she's very gifted at, um, being able to feel and interpret the energies, uh, the, basically the cosmic, I would say the cosmic energies or, um, the, um, you know, the collective energies that she's feeling in the moment. So she was telling me recently, um, she was, she was just doing like a reading for me, doing some channeling for me. Um, Very typical stuff. We, we tend to trade those back and forth. And if you want to, you know, I talk about my friend on this channel all the time. Her name is Susan. Uh, You can go to her, her YouTube channel, Susan Dawn Spiritual Connections. You can also check, you know, you can just Google Susan Dawn Spiritual Connections, her website, her Instagram, all of her stuff is going to come up. Um, So you know, I was talking to her about this and she was doing some channeling for me and she, you know, she had like some really interesting stuff as usual. And as always, uh, like one of the things she channeled was a message from my grandma who has passed away and she passed away when I was, um, six on my mom's side and, you know, was just channeling this message that, um, my grandma is watching over me. She is really loving my child and she's just like laughing at how just funny and silly he is and that she's, you know, she's really like grateful to me for being a great mom or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and just like kind of watching over that. Um, and you know, I mean Susan has never met my grandma. She she didn't she didn't have any information about my grandma. She didn't know, you know, if my grandparents were passed away or not. Like she she really wouldn't have known any of that. Um and she was just, you know, she was just channeling this stuff and she, you know, she kind of described my grandma. I was like, I think it's this grandma. And she looked at the picture and she was like, Yep, that's that was exactly, you know, that was her. And cause I showed her like my other a couple, you know, a couple other grandmas in our family, and she was like, Nope, nope, nope. Um and so this, you know, this type of experience, I think before I started the twinsel journey, I would have been like, Whoa, that is really weird and freaky. And now I'm kind of like, this is a fairly common occurrence for me, um, to receive a message like that or to, um, and it's not just from Susan. It's also like, I receive messages and dreams. Now I receive, um, messages just through clear cognizance. Uh, I, you know, I see lots of signs and synchronicities all the time. Um, that sort of thing. And it's, you know i also i also can work more deeply with the energies um especially like of both the collective and the cosmic energies um and it's and even like situational energies so i'm able to tap into a lot of that stuff um because i'm on this journey basically so you know and it, it all really it all really started on because i started this journey Um, so this is pretty, it's pretty typical of ascension in general is that as you ascend, you're able to open your gifts more to experiencing this. And this isn't, you know, it's not just me or just Susan. It's actually, everybody has the ability to tap into these gifts. Um, and if you want to find some exercises to do that, you can check out the bit, uh, the book. Um, I think it's called Psychic Witch. I recently read it with my mastermind group, and it has just tons of exercises that you can use to tap into your own gifts, um, to, you know, experience whatever, like, you know, psychic messages or whatever you're excited about. Um, basically, so this is a common occurrence for me now but it hasn't always been. So I, I'm typically like a pretty logical person. Um, I, you know, I remember my mom when I was younger, she was, she would say stuff like, oh, you know, when so-and-so passed away, I was in your room And you were a baby and your rattle like rose up off the floor and was like shaking and rattling and nobody else was there. So nobody else can confirm it. And you were there, but you were a baby. And, you know, my mom had a lot of these little stories (laughs) when I was young and I was just always like, oh my gosh, she's just, she's just like making up crazy stuff. And like, like I never, ever took it seriously. I thought it was just very silly and just like, whatever, like I'm not even gonna <laughs> indulge this. And so that was kind of my view on it for a long time. And I I was raised um, religious as well, um, you know, the, as part of the Roman Catholic Church. And, you know, I never really believed like that, you know, the Eucharist became the body and like the, the wine became the blood. I never... I just never bought into most of that stuff. I was very skeptical. And, you know, now I I have had these experiences and it's very, you know, at first I was still pretty skeptical. Um, and I think this is pretty common for people as they, you know, as they enter the ascension journey or the twin soul journey to become... Um, to, to really question themselves and whether these experiences are real or not. So um, I wanted to just give you some some tips on how you can tell if it's in your head or not. So my first one is to, um, to just feel into the energy of it. Um, and the best way I can describe this, um, it, and it's really hard to describe because I've only like I've only really been feeling into energies for, you know, like four years or so. Like I really, I just really wasn't into it before. Um, and I don't, I don't do Reiki or any of that. Um, but I think if you, if you feel like you can't feel into the energies, then that could be a starting point for you. So, um, feel into the energy of it and the... The energy of things, it's really just, you know, letting your intuition run wild almost and allowing yourself to trust that intuition. So if you feel like something, you know, you feel like this person is X or whatever, um, it's really just tapping into that intuition and trusting that your intuition is correct. Um, and a lot of people struggle with this. Um, but the best way to think about this is to realize that there is truth in every, in everything. Um, so, you know, whatever, whatever your intuition is picking up on in terms of like, this person is X, um, your intuition picked up on something that you can't, logically describe. You can't like see it or um, you can't touch it. Uh, you can't, you can't like explain it. You can't pinpoint it, but your intuition is still picking up on it. And so just knowing that on some level, there's a truth to what you are seeing. For me, the way I learned to really, um, start to work with these energies is through tarot. So not, not a huge surprise. My website is called card reading queen. Um, so with tarot, you know, I know when I first started tarot, I very much would just, um, like I had like memorized all the meanings, um, and that was how i read tarot i was like well this car, you know i'd lay it out and i'd be like well this card means this and this was the question and you know kind of um working with it in a very clinical way like there wasn't a lot of creativity in it and over time i learned you know i learned a couple things one was that you don't even need to know the meanings of the cards to read them um and what you, you know, the reason is because the cards, like the cards do have traditional meanings, but they can also just mean whatever you want. Like if you, you know, for most tarot readers, like if you are picking up on something from that card, then, and from the energy of that card, then it is, it is truth. It is real. It is a message that needs to come forth um, to whoever you're reading for. Uh, I also learned that tarot is just, it's basically just a book, like a tarot deck is just a book with pages that can be reshuffled. This was really helpful to me. It was also um, really integrating for me because I've been writing books since, (laughs) so I'm recording this at the end of May in 2020. I published my first book in the, in November of 20 of 2009 November of 2009. So I've been publishing writing and publishing books for over a decade. So to understand that tarot was basically just a book um, and you can just reorder the pages of it in order to tell different stories that was also a really helpful thing to me. So as I, um, you know, like knowing the meanings that is foundational and that's always going to help. But as I started working with it, I realized that, um, I realized that I was able to, I was able to read the cards better when I just relaxed into it and just let my intuition kind of take over. Um, so that's, that's the energy of channeling in general. Um, and, Um, yeah. So I feel like, I feel like there was something else I wanted to add to that. Oh, um, the other thing is that I realized that, um, so something I, I used to not understand about tarot is I didn't understand why you would want more than one deck because I was like, well, you know, it's the same 78 cards in every deck and the meanings, the traditional means are the same. Um, but then I realized that once I, once I understood that you didn't need to know the meanings to be able to read, um, and the way you do that is you really just look at the card and you just let your intuition go. Um, and it, it helps you to know, um, you know, different symbols on the card, um, and like what you associate with each, with each of those symbols. So like an evil on the card or like a cross on the card, um, all of the sim, sim, uh, sorry. All of the symbolism is built into every card, and the creator of the deck really chooses a lot of that symbolism. Uh, so I realized that, um, different decks have different energies just based on the artwork of them. Um, and then also different decks, like different, like the same card within two different decks can have A vastly different meaning because the symbolism and the imagery on it are different. Um, And so that was really helpful too, to just know that each card. So I started to, instead of like, you know, being clinical about the meanings of tarot, I would look at that specific card and like really tap into the energy of the card as opposed to like, this is six of pentacles so it means blah 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 so that was how i was able to learn to tap into the energy of things and in truth you know lots of people like all of these things like tarot astrology cuz astrology is another tool i use but it's just a tool um like all of these things are just tools to tap into the magic of your intuition so some people are more attracted to different tools like i have Friends who are much more into witchcraft um, than me. I've learned a lot of great stuff from them. Of course, I I love I love them. I love what they do. Um, you know, some are more attracted to tarot, some are more attracted to astrology, and it's just just know that these tools are there to help you really just tap into the stream of energy. Um, like that's that's what all of them are trying to do is tap into the stream of energy, and you can. Once you understand that, um, you can actually just tap into that energy without the tool. Uh, and this was something I realized. So I, I don't need tarot cards to channel, uh, because like you, you just don't like, it's just a tool. So it's like, um, it's like, you don't really need, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, oh, okay. So like if you, if you are, you know, cooking in the kitchen or whatever, you don't really need, um, you know, a paring knife to cut something like you could use, you could use really any, anything to cut it, but you could also just like tear it usually like it, like, like you don't need, um, like, let's say you had a green onion that you were trying to chop up. You don't need a knife to chop up that green onion like you could use a knife. And if you use a knife, it's probably going to turn out a little bit better, but you could also just like tear the pieces of green onion by, by, you know, just using your hands and it would still pretty much taste the same and like probably look close to the same. So knowing that the tools make your job easier and they are sometimes like training wheels to tap into that energy, but it, you know, you you don't need them. So the first, so my first tip, tapping into the energy of it. If you don't know how to do that, then I would recommend studying one of the tools that you can use to tap into the energy. So studying tarot, studying astrology, studying Reiki, um, studying yoga, whatever else, uh, studying, you know, like Kundalini. Um, if you, if you need something specific, um, but using that to tap into, the, tap into the energy. And then once you have gotten that, um, or if you already have that, like, let's say you already are a tarot reader, like try channeling without the cards and just see like what comes out. Um, my second tip is to ignore any logic. Uh, so this is a hard one. It was a hard one for me. I really struggled to ignore logic. Um, but uh yeah and and um speaking of that the first the first really big telep- um telepathy experience I had I spent like months trying to decide if I thought it was real or not like even though it had all the markers of being um an ex- you know a, a supernatural experience I was just like, did I just make this up? Like, what, what was this? Um, and a lot of that was that I was stuck in the logic of it. And so some of the ways you can break through the logic is first, just like accept the experience as is and write, you know, write it down if you need that to process it. But, you know, essentially accept that the experience happened, um, even if it wasn't real, whatever that means. Um, but even even, even if it's not like an actual spirit talking to you or whatever it is, um, whatever, whatever thing you're saying to yourself about this, um, except that the experience was real for you. Um, and that is enough. Um, and so I think, I think some of the logic is like, um, It's like we have this desire in the 3D world to like prove things. Like how can I, how can I prove that this really happened or how, how can I offer proof of this thing? And it's like, that's just not, that's not the way the universe works. That's not the way your higher power works. Your higher power is not ever going to prove something to you, um, because, It doesn't need to, like, it just doesn't even, it's like the universe doesn't prove its existence to you, for example, and it's never going to, you have to choose to believe it, um, and then it, like, flows, flows toward you and for you, um, more easily, but, you know, basically, we live in a world where proof is seen as critical and, It's okay though, to just have, um, have experiences and to just know the truth of it for yourself. Um, and I think that's, that's what, that's a big part of what these experience, these experiences even teach you is just to love yourself and trust yourself and trust your intuition around it. So release that Logic. You can use logic to later confirm it, but at the beginning, like just, just write stuff down if you want to keep track of it. Um, and you know, let it, let it be an experience that's just for you. Don't feel the need to prove it to other people. And especially don't feel the need to prove it to yourself because that's just, um, that's kind of like a controlling relationship with the universe that you're having there. Um, like you're at, it's like, you're asking, you know, God, your higher power, the universe, your creator, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it. You're asking the higher power to prove its existence or it's, you know, to prove it, its existence or this experience to you. And it's never going to like, and the reason is because truth doesn't need proof. Like you don't have to prove something that is the truth already. <laughs> um, and you don't you have to like convince or persuade uh, some someone or something of the truth. Truth is just something that uh, something that resonates within you. So that's why that doesn't work. Um, and that's why logic doesn't work on these experiences. Um, though, again, like I'll I'll talk about how you can use, use logic later to confirm things. Um, so then the next thing is to release ego. And so a big part of the question with these experiences is, am I just making it up? Like, am I, you know, do I think that I'm talking to my twin soul, but really I'm just making up this conversation in my head and it's not. It has no bearing on reality. Um, And what it is, the the biggest block there that you're experiencing is this idea that um, you are more powerful than your creator. Or you are more powerful than the universe. You are more powerful than God, your higher power. Um, So what you're saying is like that you can create without without the, that higher power, um, or you can overrule what that higher power desires to create in your life. Um, and it's just, it's really just a form of control because, um, you know, if you think that you made up an experience, then, um, it's like you're trying to regain control. You're trying to say that, like, you, you, are more, um, you are more, a more powerful creator in your reality than your creator is. Uh, so I, you know, I, and I don't, I don't, I, I keep kind of saying the same thing because I don't know how to say it differently. Um, but basically it's just, it's just ego. It's just control there. So, um, ego is going to make you believe that you made up this experience because it doesn't want you to be in union with your higher power. Um, so it's trying to create your ego and this is for your own safety and because of evolution and all that, it's trying to create separation between you and your higher power. So, um, that's, you know, that's not what you, like you, you want to release that. Um, okay. So now how can you use Logic, this is kind of what I promised. Um, that I would tell you how you can use logic to confirm that this is a real experience. So the first thing is that you receive information that you didn't have before, and um that you had no way of getting. So, and this is this has happened to me a couple times, and this is how I kind of finally confirmed for myself what, um, you know, these experiences that I've had. And when I talk to other people about them, I'll often say like, yeah, you know, like take from it what you can or or take from it what resonates or take from it what's real to you. Um, or, you know, I'm, I don't know if this is real and that's, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay either way, but I just wanted to like share this with you. Um, so I'll say that just to like, um, not conflict with their egos. Um, but I also, for myself, I also know that the experience was real for me. Um, it, for whatever that is worth, the experience is real for me. And the way I do, the way I've confirmed that those experiences are real is really getting the information that I couldn't have, I couldn't have, figured out or come up with on my own. And so a lot of times it's like a phrase that I'm, I'm just like, where did this phrase come from? Like, um, or it's like, um, like one time I received information and then, um, later on, you know, I learned about something that happened in real life. And I was like, there's, no way. So it's like the information had been very confusing when I first got it. And then I learned about something that, um, basically went along with that information. And so then this something that I learned about put this information that I received in a new light that made a ton of sense. Um, and so then I was able to confirm it that way and so even you know if you can confirm like really any part of your experience then it's a good sign that the rest of the experience is true as well um then the third thing is um to well i guess yeah i guess it's the second thing so cuz the cuz i talked about just feeling into the energy of it Um, though that's not really, that's not really using logic. So, um, this, so anyway, the the next thing is, um, did you receive guidance from this experience? And the reason this is valuable is because your twin soul journey is always going to show or reveal the next step for you. So, If it's like a sign or synchronicity that you're following and tracing, then that's really good. Um, If it's, you know, a dream that you had that inspires you to do X, that's also really good. Um, But as long as you are receiving guidance from it, then it's most likely real because why... You know, and and of course you follow the guidance and it works out for the highest good. Like that's probably a real experience because why... um, What other way would you have gotten that guidance that took you to where your higher power wanted you to go? Um, And then the last one is around a shift in understanding and healing. So anytime, you know, what I've, what I've experienced is that when I have an experience like this, it's not to like be fun or to make me feel good. Like that's typically not the goal of like a spirit speaking to you or, you know, like a message from someone on the other side or whatever else it might be. Um, their goal is not usually to make you feel like good about yourself. Um, it's usually to help move you along on your journey. So when I, when I, um, have an experience and because of it, I, I, um, get like some sort of shift in mindset or some sort of healing, that's when I typically know it's real as well. Because, uh, and the other thing is like that, that's a piece of healing that I wasn't able to get on my own a lot of the time. Um, and it, it can often come after a period of being stuck and then I have the experience and then I'm unstuck. Um, and that, that is because that's it's because it, it 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 helps to confirm it's real because um it's like your it's it's like your relationship with your higher power so for me that's God so it's like my relationship with God um is growing and he's guiding me along this path that he wants me to take um, and he's doing that through these experiences when um when I'm when like my earthly Movements are not enough to to like push me forward So typically I I experience some sort of shift in understanding some sort of healing Um, I often have an experience at the end of an energy cycle, which I talked about in one of my videos on um, twin soul telepathy and what what like a message from your twin soul looks like Um, and that, you know, that kind of explains it more as well. So those are the ways that I, um, personally, you know, kind of look at the twin soul telepathy, telepathy stuff, um, how I confirm it, how I experience it. And the thing that my friend Susan said to me in this channeling, um, she, she really was telling me that I, and she's been telling me this for a while, but this is, this is the first time when I have felt like, okay, I actually need to take action on this because I haven't really felt that, um, since you know, before this. Um, but she was basically saying like, you really need to open to your gifts. Like you need to trust your intuition more. You need to, um, be communicating, you know, telepathically more. You need to like start opening yourself to these experiences more because you're going to need that telepathy in the next six months to a year was basically what she said. So I'm, that's pretty much what I'm working on. And I'm hoping to do, I'm hoping to, um, to work on that. Uh, and a lot of, you know, I, I think a lot of people come to this with like, how do, how do I connect to my twin soul through telepathy? Um, and what I would say to it is that you're like one, you're already, you really are already connected to your twin soul. But the other thing is that you can connect to your, um, higher power through telepathy. Uh, and that for me, that's how it's kind of happened it's not like I'm connecting to a specific person every time or that person is my twin soul or whatever. Like I'm connecting to a variety of um, people I'm receiving a variety of messages and it's just kind of, I guess it's like kind of a mixed bag for me. Um, But ultimately every single message moves me along on my journey. And I talked about this before how, um, you know, on this journey, when you're experiencing an upset with, um, with really any masculine energy in your life, it is your, it is like your divine masculine. So you are healing that with, you know, whoever, whoever that masculine is like your father or an ex or whatever. Um, you're healing it with, that person, and you're, you're probably not even talking to that person. You're probably healing it, um, through that situation with that person. And it's typically from the past. Um, but that healing that you receive is, um, from and for your masculine, for your twin soul union. So, that's how I think of this as well. When I'm experiencing telepathy, it's always, it always gives me some sort of healing or breakthrough. And when it does, it helps me create my perfect relationship or my, and, or my perfect life, um, every single time. So that's how I see all of these experiences add up to something more. I know that for many people that, connecting through twin soul telepathy is like, um, it's really just like fun and magical and exciting, right? Like that's why we want to do it. Um, it's for that excitement, that jolt of, um, pleasure basically. Um, and I would, I would, um, I think that's fine. And I would also caution from getting too set on that because that typically means that, um, you're, you know, like, and, and everybody starts the journey this way. So there's no shame in it, but you're starting, you know, typically you're starting the journey to be with a specific person that you have like fallen in love with. Um, and you're not doing it to be with your higher power. Um, and so over time, as you go deeper into this journey, you know, your higher power is the thing you want and your twin soul is just a manifestation of that higher power. And so a lot of people, I think, go to, you know, how do I connect specifically to this person? And, um, I want to connect to them because they blocked me and I can't see their social media. Uh, and, and all of that is fine, but I would also encourage you to pull back on that a bit and to open yourself to, um, a larger connection with, um, the universe or God or whoever, whoever it is. And as you do that, you're going to go much deeper on your twin soul journey and you'll come into a deeper union with your twin soul as a result. Um, so I hope that's helpful to you. Definitely check out my, um, content about twin soul telepathy, which, um, I have a couple other, videos and podcasts and blog posts on that. So definitely check that out. Thank you so much for watching. And I hope you have a beautiful and blessed day. Hey there, sovereigns. This is Monica grace again. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about my new book, your twin soul journey, a guide to experiencing eternal, unconditional, harmonious, embodied love and union with your divine partner. If you found yourself on the twin soul journey, you probably have questions. In my book, Your Twin Soul Journey, I take you through everything you need to know to keep your head on straight during this crazy, crazy time period in your life. Some of the topics I include are what to do if you've been blocked, ghosted, or separated from the person you believe is your twin, how to handle a twin who's insisting that you're just friends, even though you know there's a deeper connection, why your ex lover keeps popping up in your life and how to tell if this person is a spiritual or toxic connection and what to do if you're with your twin in the physical, but the relationship feels complicated and needs a ton of work before you feel like you're truly in union. If you're feeling like there's a spiritual connection here Definitely trust your intuition and make sure you grab my book, Your Twin Soul Journey, today to get clarity and insight into this unique and fruitful relationship you're experiencing. Go to cardreadingqueen.com slash twin soul journey, and there you'll find links to all the online stores where the book is available. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Twin Soul Journey podcast. See you in the next episode.